You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Okay, stand by. This is Tanner and Drew's Donkey, Donkey Show. Yeah! Yeah! What up, kids? Thanks for checking out Tanner, Drew, and Laura's Donkey Show podcasto. Ow! Heard online at 1059thebrew.com. I'm Tanner. Drew's there. Laura's here. Uh, Casey Beefwater Bay was just in the studio, but then scurried out. We lost him. He has a meeting and has to scurry out. So I thought those meetings, I mean, no one cares what the meetings are, but I thought those were at 8.30 every no, Wednesday. No, I feel like that's a his, sales meeting. His, this is a different meeting. His started, uh, these meetings start at 10 on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Uh, I am um, following the story that's coming out of San Francisco, and it's a radio story. Um, and the only reason I bring it up is because it's it's within our company, it's our business, you know, like our industry, and... And it's just it's a scary situation. It's, but, and it's it's about someone who a lot of our friends and um, colleagues know. Yeah, as a matter of fact, work with my old boss is his current boss, mm-hmm. and uh, I talk to that guy two or three times a week in a nerd email. We yeah. have a nerd email chain, and 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 anyway, so uh, his name is JV. Uh, it's, it's JV in the morning on Wild ninety four nine. Is it? Is yeah, it, it's in San Francisco. San Francisco, but yeah. I mean, is it Wild? Yeah, it's Wild ninety four nine. Yep. The station's Wild 94.9. It's been around for a long time. JV's been on Wild 94.9 since 1994. And for people people who don't know, a radio show in San Francisco is a massive job. Big job. It's the fourth biggest market in the country. You're making tons of money. You know, the guy's probably a millionaire. Well, I mean, to be there since 94. Everyone in that town knows him. Yeah, like he's seen some things. He's been through some things with the company. Mm -hmm. The show used to be called The Doghouse. JV's Doghouse, I think, is what it used to be called. Mm -hmm. I I remember that. Now I think it's just JV in the morning. Uh, For a while, they went, uh, the show was on Free FM in New York when Howard Stern left. They flipped K Rock to. Free FM, and it was all talk all day. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. They went back to rock eventually, but um, he was their midday show. Oh, which is a big gig too. So it was yeah, like it New was like New York. Damn, it was like David Lee Roth, and then JV started right after him. Wow, because David Lee Roth replaced Howard Stern. It's just one step below Howard himself. Yeah. Uh, so the guy's a you know, it's a talented dude. He's been in the market, been in the business for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, he's currently missing. And Thursday, he posted something. He edited a post on Instagram that said something to the effect of, thanks for a great life. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Thanks to my friend's family. It's basically a goodbye note. Mm-hmm. And nobody has seen or heard from him since. He hasn't shown up to work. There's no been no activity on his cell phones or his credit cards. Which is sketchy, Our right? company's freaking out. And he went missing, what, Thursday? Thursday night was the last time he was seen. Around, I guess, nine or ten or something like that now when you get a note like that or a post like that and you know it it does immediately lead us all into one direction right but and this is just hypothetical there's no guarantees on that that it isn't 
somebody else who posted that about him. I know that that's a little cloak and dagger, but when we don't have answers... Well, police did say they do not believe any foul plays involved. Ooh, okay. which, they said that, now in, you saying that in the report. Leads me to believe that they know even more than what they probably shared with us about his mental state. But as of yeah. yesterday, 21 hours ago, uh, no leads into the missing radio host. Um, my old boss, the guy who hired me for the brew, mm-hmm. is his current boss in San Francisco. Hmm. And, and from what I understand, he's just sick. He's just sick to his stomach. Yeah. His family, obviously, is sick to his stomach. So there's a big search right now. Um, I know that there's like a, a vigil. People out in front of the iHeart building in, in San Francisco have set up a vigil for the guy. Sure. Because I'd just, be, if it was you, I'd be looking for you, like actively looking for you. Right. You know, and, and vice versa, I'm sure. But isn't that weird? Like, because I'm trying to get in the head of the rest of that show. Because there's other people on the show. It's like three or four other people on the and show. And they're still having to. I, they're continuing to do the show, Are they I think, really? which is, yeah. I'm, See, that, I, at least I guess, that, I guess, up until a couple of days ago. I don't know about this week. It was but. either Friday or Monday morning. They they just let, they did the show and they let callers call in and share their favorite stories and memories, uh, memories of yeah. JV. Which I get Which that. makes it a little scary because you're making it sound like he's he's gone, gone. gone. We yeah. don't know anything yet. He's just missing. Well, but right. like maybe, maybe on the off chance that, you know, maybe he is alive and maybe he's listening to the show. Maybe they're thinking, well, if he hears these things about himself and how important he is to uh, the people he works with and his, right. his listeners, maybe that will encourage him I hope to so. come and home. Hopefully that's the fuel because the last thing on my mind when I'm looking for my friends is my job. And I know that, you know, like you got to do this and that. Not really. Not when, like, it's like when you got in a car accident uh, last week. I didn't care about our job anymore. Right. For a couple minutes. Uh, Court just uh, turned his mic on. Court, you actually, did you just have a meeting with Mark? No. No, I I have it here in, uh, tomorrow. I have a meeting with him. Okay. Uh, I don't know how he's doing, um, you know, because JV's still missing. And as as of right now, I typed in JV in the morning missing. And there's been... No, no sign of him, no trace, no updates yeah. since yesterday. Do we know if his car is gone too? Because I'd imagine if he took his car, then that's what they would be I looking for. I read that for. there was no activity on his bank cards, right. no activity on his cell phone, no I can play. Cards. I can play some audio from the news down there if you want to hear it. Yeah. This is from Fox in San Francisco. Search for a beloved Bay Area morning radio host, JV from Wild 94.9 has been missing now for four days. KTV's Christian Kaftan tells us he has not been seen since last week, and police are asking for the community's help. The Bay Area knows JV from his morning hosting duties on Wild 94.9. Now, family, friends, and fans are all hoping for Jeffrey Vandergriff's safe return. Outside Wild 94.9's studios, fans have set out candles and left notes expressing their love for JV. San Francisco police say he was last seen last week. Mr. Vandergrift was last seen at his residence on Thursday, February 23rd at approximately 10 p.m. on the 200 block of King Street. On their webpage, Wild 94.9 released a statement reading in part, quote, As you know, our own JV has been missing since Thursday night. Since that time, there has been no trackable activity on his cell phone. There has also been no activity on his credit cards or any other banking records. These updates are obviously incredibly worrisome, though we continue to hope and pray for better news. JV has had a lifelong love of radio and built a powerhouse morning show 
sharing with his audience his own health struggles dating back to 2021, which were eventually diagnosed as Lyme disease. San Francisco police say their missing persons investigators are on the case and say there is a sense of urgency. Our investigators do not have any information that foul play is involved in the missing person. We understand that his community of family, friends, and fans are also doing everything that they can to help locate him. The fans have created this vigil, highlighting the hashtags Bring JV Home and JV Show Fam to show their love for the morning show host and his wife. San Francisco police say anyone who spots him should call 911 immediately. In San Francisco, Christian Kaftan, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Just so sad, man. It's yeah. so sad. And I don't, you know, the fact that no activity has been seen on his phone or, cell, the or cell cards, that makes me really the nervous. The cell phone is what's really crazy because, you know, you can go without using a credit card or Get whatever. Get some cash, whatever, but like, right. If you've got your cell phone, every we're all addicted to our cell phones. There's no way that you're not at least going to... Would like unlock it and open it and you know like and it's you're kind of gonna the last, use your phone. It's the last thing you do before you shut it down because once you turn the phone off, you're no longer taking anybody's attempts to save you. Ellen's Ellen's uh, dancer turned his phone off and went walking before he, you know, did what he did to himself. So that that's scary when mm-hmm. the phone never pings again. And it's just so shocking to us because. You know, I've I've followed this guy's career for for years and years and years. I mean, he, everyone wants that job. You're Every, jealous of the opportunity. Everyone in radio wants to work in San Francisco or L.A. or New York or something like that. And not only has he done it, but he's done it successfully for like thirty yeah. something years Staying or whatever. Power. And you know, he's just a talented guy. And I, he's fifty four years old. To me, that's really young. And I don't know what he's what he was going through or is going through. But um, I I hope he. I, I, I hope he's okay. I really do, and I hope his family's okay. And the father in me is absolutely devastated yeah. for what's going to be he's got in the kids, runoff. Man, of he's this. got kids. I feel like I read that he said that he had been at Wild ninety five since ninety five. So that's no, ninety four. But that that's an incredible yeah. run. Been at ninety four since ninety four is what he said you know, on the internet. There you go. Yeah, uh, but that's just almost unheard of these days. Right. right. That long. Yeah. Uh, Court. So you're you know you're close. Both you and I are close with his boss, his direct boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you, you said you had a, I don't know if you talked to him about it, but he mentioned it in passing or it was, yeah, it was, it was during a big group meeting and, and somebody said, Hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear about JV and he wouldn't, you know, what do you know? And, and so, I mean, he, he obviously doesn't know anything, uh, because I'm pretty sure he's the guy who wrote the message that was on the, the website. So, yeah, yeah. um, well, yeah, what's there is what, what pretty much what he said is we, you know, we don't know anything. It's mm. crazy. You know, so scary. it just goes to show that, uh, you know, like you were talking about, this guy's so successful. Everybody wants his job. You He's never got a know great what family. Somebody's you going never through. know what somebody else is going through. What's ever. the suicide prevention hotline? Just in case. I mean, I feel like that's a good to throw out no matter what, especially around things like this suicide prevention hotline. Uh, now, you can obviously text 988, I believe. Mm hmm. Yep. And which is quick when you don't have the number. Right. So, yeah, that, that's uh, 988, the suicide and crisis lifeline. Just text anything, I guess, to 988. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you can call the number, too, which or is Google great because— songs by Logic. Yeah, well, and I think, I think now that you say that, actually, because the 800 number was long, longer than w- most people could remember, so I think they did just change it recently to 988 when I typed to in more suicide, easy, easier to remember. Suicide prevention hotline, 988 is the only all, thing that comes up. That's all that pops up. up. Okay, yeah. that's the yeah. new deal.
988. I like it simpler, just like 911. You don't have time to be like 1888552. Right. Emergency. And you got to spell it all out. (laughs) Can you you imagine if we had to do that? And on the old phones where you have to hit each button two or three times, EAP. When did 911 become a thing? I feel like it's been around my whole life. Well, your life, yeah. I mean, you're almost as old as Jesus, but there were people before you. (laughs) 1968, January 1968, the American Telephone and Telegraph Company announced that within its serving areas, the digits 911 were available for installation on a national scale as the single emergency telephone number. I still think William Shatner should have taken all calls after 1970. But the show was great yeah. nonetheless. There's this TikTok that went viral of a bunch of people. I think it was from Texas reacting to them just changing the laws in like the early 80s that you can't drink and drive anymore. Oh, I saw what? that. You saw that? They're just like, they're like oh. Yeah, so it's a communist nation. If I can't work, I'm out there working a 10, 12-hour day. If I can't have one or two beers on my way home, <laughs> yeah. what, what the, the hell? hell is this coming to? Let me pull this up. And then it cuts to the lady and she goes, they keep changing everything. Now we got to wear seat belts. Unbelievable. <laughs> Got to put my kid in the car seat. Yeah, her kid's in the car seat. And she's complaining about it. Oh, it's too. So I want to say it was like 1981, because uh, you know. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This this one viral. Any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. She's got a kid in her car seat. You, right you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to be calm in this country. Oh, my God. <laughs> Early and often, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And when you when you fight for one or two beers, you're having four or five beers. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, you're grabbing a six pack and you're finishing them up before Mm. you get. By the way, I'm pretty sure both those people died in an automobile accident. Smash, really confident. And that was before crinkle zones on cars. (laughs) For a long time, (laughs) for a long time, it wasn't illegal to drink and drive in Texas. No, that's what they're upset about. That's that's what I'm saying. They're reacting to the laws becoming going into effect. It's still wild to me that that was a thing. Where you can. Was it legal everywhere? I mean, I guess. No, it was, I think it was like, it happened in pockets, right? Yeah. Like, because that was 1981. Which is crazy. That but seems late. It, if you look Way at it, late, <laughs> right? Like, our example from when we were around is when they stopped smoking in bars. Remember, yeah. there were pockets where they were like, come in here with guns drawn and make me stop. Dude, like, they I kept remember, smoking. I was waiting tables when they made the switch. So uh, there were still, I, when I started working, there were ashtrays on tables, whatever. And yeah. this woman, I remember they made the switch and this woman comes in. Most people had no problem with it, but this woman comes Not in and just it. lights up a cigarette. And I'm like, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't smoke that in here." And she looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my forehead. She's like, <laughs> she was just like, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, you have to put that out." And she bends over and just puts it out on the ground and wow. then just like leaves it there. I was yeah. like, "I mean, I, I guess that's fair. Like, what else are you supposed to do with it?" But geez. people were not having it. I've been smoking here for 23 years. Right. <laughs> right. See those saying right. all those burn marks on this bench are mine. Right. <laughs> uh, Court, you remember when you could smoke in La Luna in the Roseland? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, all those places. Whenever you went out anywhere uh, at night, like if you're going just just for a drink, um, I mean, the horse brass used to be the worst. Just w- the second you walk in there, all of, you may as well burn all of your clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like so your glad. hair would stink. I'm so glad you yep. brought up that place because that what's place, it called? The horse what? Horse brass, and it's a British pub. It's badass. But at the end of the smoking era, the owner of the place was the one who said, "I'm not. I'm. I'm not stopping." 
and he used to sit at the first seat at the bar there <laughs> and rip cigarettes like come and get me. That's great. And he fought it to last. I think if you still go in there on a hot day, you smell cigarette. Mm-hmm. But that, <laughs> that's in that the place walls. is known yeah. for come and get me. After a point, you can't get that smell out. Yeah, no, it's forever. Jeez. I can't stand it, and I'm so grateful that, you know, the, the thought of walking into a Denny's and then smelling smoke yeah. is yeah. crazy to me. Just when, a crazy thought. When I was an electrician, we were doing a remodel on the Moose Lodge over in Vancouver, and they pulled the carpet out one day. Uh-oh. And when they yanked that cart, dude, it was the foulest, stalest, uh-huh. immediately made me literally want to throw up. Yeah. So, like an ashtray? Not be, no, it was that, like, uh, intense nicotine smell. Like it wasn't the Ugh. smoke smell. Like it was the the tar. Oh my dude! It it literally like it just yeah. ran right through you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just what most break eat. rooms in the seventies smelt like. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. The set of Mad Men. And when you peel the light fixture down, like it would like stretch like gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My great uncle's yeah. house. They had to remove all sheetrock in the house because mm-hmm. his wife, not even him, he died of cancer, but she smoked so much that they had to cut the walls out. It and oh, jeez. That was, that was that my grandpa's place is the same way where both he and, and grandma smoked and when they passed, we were trying to clean the place up to sell it. You can't. And they would wipe down the walls and then you'd see the stuff start to seep back Come out back of, the, out. of mm-hmm. the paint. Gross, like it was bro. Like it was so embedded in everything. Dude, you remember oh. when I bought my house, the people who lived in the house that I own now before me smoked in the house. Like she was like an intellectual. Mm-hmm. She would sit in the office all day and read, and then I guess she was a professor, and she would type. All and brain, no common sense. Yeah, and she would just sit in a room with the doors closed, smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And so the smoke, ju- the smoke smell just went away like a couple of months ago. You had to battle for years. You know, like like six, seven, Did eight months. You have months. to replace carpet or anything. Uh, all of that was replaced before I got in there. Okay, I had the the, the walls painted and scrubbed, and then a, a cleaning company came in and cleaned the air ducts. And I still, and I still could smell it. Yeah, that is wild. Even just in terms of like resale value on your home, smoke outside. Well, and you Dude. think about how short term, in the grand scheme of things, that was that they were smoking in your house and it ruined it that much. Courts grandparents or, or my aunt and uncle we're talking 40 plus yeah. years right and mm. i rem- and it's funny he brings up the wallpaper because they did try and clean it they left and came back and someone's like this house is filthy and they came back and it had seeped and so yeah. that's yeah. when the walls that's came out yeah. crazy my uh my neighbor suggested because i was like how do i get rid of the smell and he's like i think you should replace the drywall I was like, I'm going to wait a little bit before I go and replace All the drywall. You and thank God. That's a big yeah. project. Yeah. I would think you would be able to seal that in with like kills primer. They tried. Mm-hmm. So they did it once and they had to do it. They had to do it twice, actually. They had to come in there and coat it twice. Wow. And it finally got rid of the smell. <sighs> That's how bad it was, though. I don't know that every house is like that. And you it's know? not fair that you're already born with the most sensitive sniffer. Like you right. can smell a microwave two floors away. I can. And I can. so a cigarette is going in your nose immediately. I'm pretty sure the studio that we're in right now is above the kitchen in the, on the second floor, or at least close to it. Yeah. Because every like every day, I'll, like yesterday, it smelled like pasta in here for a good hour. Mm-hmm. I think if someone is like microwaving some noodles from the night before, I'm surprised you're not smelling their cigarette smoke down there. I smell it. Yeah. And yeah, they, they're yeah, closing deals. They're smoking. Cigs. They're more of a vaping crowd, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got some. Some weird oh, strabberry nah. kiwi flavor. There's some old-fashioned smokers that stand right at the door. <laughs> I know. They, they don't yeah. care. Yeah. They yeah. say right 15 the feet from the door. Some of them no. don't even give a shit. How no about, one gets regulated anymore. Yeah. How about 15 inches, son? But what did you think, Corey? Because you're never you've never been a smoker, right? No. I the few times I like back in the day at those clubs, I would if somebody had one, I would like if you're at Satyricon, I could see Court at yeah, Satyricon. 
Like, and this is what they feel do like here. Absolute garbage. Or a panorama. KCB over a panorama. Yeah. Every Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Was it, where was that? Panorama? Dressed in black. Uh, was it off of Burnside? Wasn't panorama. It? Yeah. Where was panorama Satyricon was, at? Uh, Satyricon was down um, in Old Town. It's on a fifth. Um, not not very far from where Roseland is now. Um, and then Panorama was up on Stark. That was part of the like three. I think it was part of three different gay clubs. There's yeah. like Panorama and then Box and the Box. I just remember Buzz would do yeah, Buzz every Friday night. Panorama. We were at the Lotus for the longest time on Friday nights, doing the live what, broadcast NRK there. Yeah, with Buzz for the forever. And the then, Lotus. And then we kind of shifted over to Panorama. But God, yeah, I, I remember Buzz talking about Panorama a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, Tanner, but I do not miss club gigs. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I I just the thought of them makes me tired. Did I you get ever nauseous. enjoy them? We have. I feel first, like that's a young man's it's, game. It is a young man's we were game. Young. At, at first, they're not bad. When you're when you're 21 years old, it's not bad. It's good money, and you go out and people know you at a club. You know what I mean? So it's not bad. The first 20 weeks after after like I did uh, a, a gig Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night every week, mm -hmm. and after about six months of that, I was ready to. Die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when we were at that peak where we were at all those, it was like you and you had to wait till midnight. So you'd finish the show and then you'd go and you'd stew and wait for it, you know, yeah. and then you start at midnight when the rest of the world's like deuces. Right. You're getting started. A lot of times I'd be so tired and I'd fall asleep at like eight o'clock and mm. then I'd have to get up an hour and a half later oh, and go sucks. to fucking work. Yeah. I'll, I'll never <laughs> do club gigs again. I'll never I'd do show that. up in a party van with lights on top and half, go do the thing. Half three quarters of the battle for me was just getting there. Like once I got there, then it was typically fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the whole day, I'd be like, God, I can't. What go about you, Corey? When you and Fat Boy would do club gigs or or Boomer? Uh, we didn't really we didn't really do club gigs. Um, we just you know do appearances before. Well, because that show brought gigs. in the riffraff, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh sure, no. We, I mean, if you wanted if you wanted a bunch of dirt bags from uh, Gresham to show up, that was <laughs> that you know just send us out somewhere. But uh, we didn't really do club stuff. Yeah, Lucky. Drew and I had to do, when we did the Donkey Show in Eugene, we did a strip club once a month. Lots of strip clubs. Like, And yeah. that's the problem. It's the f You go behind the curtain, Ugh. right? When you're there with a bunch of ladies and it's daytime. You see them with the lights fully on. Yeah. They've come in the studio. You had the big lights on. You know them like, on a first name basis. You know their real names. Yeah. I don't like oh that. Oh, my God. And I don't I, like that. Yeah, you got a birthday coming up, right? Like, you don't need to know when my yeah. birthday is. I'm here yeah. for the chicken strips. <laughs> I was uh, there for the mini burritos. And they were delicious in yeah. his defense. Mini burritos. Best mini burritos. The, the silver dollar in Eugene. Wait, has, how, many, how many we talked? I think we give you like 20 burritos. little mini burritos. Dude, it was a what full is that, basket. like the size of a mini corn dog? Like, what they is fried? that? They're no. tiny little, like, little mini sausages. Were they fried? About the, they're, they're they were the deep fried, a, yeah. Yeah, so like a pizza, uh, what, pizza roll. They that were size. so, yeah, okay. they're about that size. They right. were so good, dude. And I would get I would get them and they'd get, you know, I would eat a basket and then I'd get another basket because they were mm. so good. I'd eat 40 of those. And things. you'd let us Jones a few of them off you so, you know, you weren't eating a full two baskets because I loved them. <laughs> were too. they in the neighborhood of the crisp meat burrito from Taco Time? Uh, kind, a little bit more of the crisp bean. Yes, yes. But that same yes. type of. Yes. All right. Uh, but just with a little bit I, of strip. By the way, the crisp meat and the crisp bean from Taco Time are. Banging! Uh, I, mm. I would have hammered a basket of those, too. Oh, so good. At the Bing Silver bang. Dollar, I suggest the clam strips. They're delicious. Pardon yeah. me. No, they're deep fried uh, with a cocktail sauce. Uh, living or, or fried? <laughs> Try it with the cock sauce. Speaking of oh. food, um, Pete Davidson, and, and speaking of cocks, uh, Pete Davidson uh, and his mom discuss pizza toppings. What? Man, he's all sausage. You know, he's, he's the cocksmith. Everyone knows him. Dude, yeah, his mom's got to be so proud. 
Yeah, I don't know what well, the... Well, his dad's proud. He's like, I'm Dr. Schlong. What about... Well, his dad died in 911. Well, he was Dr. Schlong. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a, just a little boy then. He didn't, he didn't yeah. know. He didn't no, know. I, I, I know his son's going to grow up to be his, Dr. Schlong. His dad, well, his dad is, was probably Dr. Schlong You're saying his dad first. was probably yeah, Dr. Schlong. Yeah, no, so no. that's where he got it. Where do you think he got it from? His dad it's is most certainly smiling to him. Got it from my grandpa on my mom's side. Wouldn't that be sad like if you had a kid no, and, he a from and he was yeah. bigger than you? Like, oh, where the yeah. fuck did that come from? Because it skipped. And I'm generation. sure it's happened a lot, right? I'm sure it's happened a think, lot. Well, I mean, you don't really play the comparison you know what, game, but, but like your mental image of it is so much different. Like, I only saw my dad naked maybe twice, and I don't even have like a full image of it. But I remembered it like massive. Uh-huh. Of course. And I told yeah. him one day, I was like, I remember being like big, and he was like. Well, that's good that you remember it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Glad somebody thinks it's big. Here's yeah. Pete Davidson and his mom discussing uh, discussing pizza toppings. Dear Pete, we know you're from New York. Oh my God. What are the best pizza toppings to elevate my pizza? She's so New we York. We know you're Trying from New York. New York. God, that accent. I don't know. Where, where are you from, though? I don't know I that I could tell, go on a date with a girl like that. Oh, she's all like, in. If she was super hot, I suppose. Oh, my God. It's still kind of hard. It's like... Like, if you've seen the movie... Uh, the. The King of Long Island or whatever, Staten oh, Island. Staten Island. It's no, really but I, good. I really want to see it. The girl that plays his girlfriend in the movie is super hot, and she doesn't have that voice in real life. Uh, but I could do that, you it's, know, because yeah. she was really hot. It is tough. I don't know. You, you like s- a city gypsy. Yeah. She's got a little uh, Fran Drescher in her voice as well. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Pete, we know you're from New York. What are the best pizza toppings to elevate my pizza? The best toppings pizza. to elevate your pizza are pepperoni, sausage, uh, pineapple. Uh, you can no. throw ham Pineapple. on there. No. I've seen people the go nuts and throw here. a fried egg on there. That's actually what? pretty good. You throw some avocado on there. No. What you don't throw on oh is anchovies and mushrooms. You sick bitches. Have you ever That's had fried egg on a pizza? I've I, never had I fried have, egg on a pizza. That's I have, very Portland. It's not my thing. I've, I've had a bite. I don't like it. Um, it's fine. I don't. Yeah, I don't think eggs belong on pizza. I don't. I think, like the sausages. I, I don't think a lot of Where things belong on this? pizza. Though. I've never even encountered. I got the one. Option. I uh, I had one at a a place in Spokane actually, but it was like wood fired pizza. Yeah, it's probably it's like Ken's be... Artisan Pizza that we talk about. I'm sure yeah. they do a fried egg on their pizza. It's gonna be at a hoity-toity place where the the actual starter to the sourdough is 141 years old. Right? Like ass. that type of place. But like, also, is it delicious? It was, I just want to give me a thin crust cheese, thin crust pepperoni, maybe some sausage. This is even worse than. One that I was at, I think they put it on a bed of arugula. Mm. Oh yeah, well, a pile no, of lettuce no. and then an egg. That's not pizza. See, I gotta. <laughs> I I'm gonna swim upstream here. It's not so bad. I just don't like. I'm not saying it's bad. This yeah. is not pizza. Yeah. I am. It's I'm saying a, it's bad. You're saying it's bad. I'm saying it's you bad. Lost I don't me at like. Arugula. I just the, want the something. The texture I c- is too weird for me. Like. You can't put lettuce on. It just doesn't work. Does it hold I don't up? like a taco pizza. That's that. It's oh, too it's like much. The chips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then like the, iceberg. The, the craziest yeah. pizza I like is the cowboy from Papa Murphs. It's the craziest type of pizza. It's just like a lot of meat. It's and it is. Um, and I usually get it without. Uh, there's something I get it without, like onions or something. I always have them yeah, leave a few onions. things That's off. That's a good thing about Papa Murphy. I think yeah. you maybe leave the mushrooms. I I some I can eat mushrooms oh, yeah. on a pizza, oh, but nice. uh, I like them on a on a za. There's certain things like as I hate mushrooms and onions, but I will eat them on pizzas and in Mexican food. Cooked correctly. Yeah, I'll fucking eat it to taste. But uh. And avocado. I don't know if you've ever had avocado on pizza, but that's also mm. weird. Well, like don't you like have it. the you have like the warm pizza, but then the avocado yeah, kind of no gets hot too. I just and avocado simple. should not be warm. I just want a plain yeah. cheese or a pepperoni. And if it's a strange yeah. place I've never been, I'll probably go with cheese because mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes a pepperoni can give me heartburn, or it's yeah, doesn't it's it's not very good. We did have at the same place that had the fried egg on the pizza and the arugula. They also did 
um, like a balsamic pear pizza. Yeah. Come on, it was actually it was actually really good. So you don't like that? That's not your thing. Like every so time good. I hear balsamic, it's so, just what? at least I we can balsamic. stop taking pizza advice from you. Finally, no, it's just so like uh, balsamic reduction is so good on pizza. I'm not saying it's it good is, or bad. Actually. I'm just saying like anytime it comes into the conversation, it's immediately like oh, fancy balsamic. Oh, stop, balsamic is so good. Fancy Laura over here. Laura lives in the greatest food city in the world. Been barrel aged for 412 years. Whatever. <laughs> Take your ranch and get out of here. Yeah, Casey's like, it says Hidden Valley. Uh, <laughs> what is you it? dip your pizza in. What's it called again? Balsonic? Balsamic. Yeah. Balsamic. It's not Balsamic. even fancy. You can and get it at any restaurant anywhere Balsamic. on the planet. It's really yeah. not going upstream so much. People put it on those delicacy breads and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, right, you dip like restaurant. the oil and the balsamic. That's what, yeah, oh. when the oil and vinegar. All I know, those I like things that. to make you feel better than you actually are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Laura. I didn't realize she was so fat. Fake it till you make it. Oh. By the way, Casey, speaking of fancy, what do you think of her socks this morning? What do you think of that outfit today? Well, you're looking very uh, ready. For leisure. what? For bedtime? No, like the gym. Ath- or... ash- athleisure wear. Yeah. Laundry yeah. day. Am I going to the gym? Am I going to bed? No one knows. <laughs> you're you're you sleeping look in your car. You got your, you got your beanie on. I know. You yeah. should see what's underneath. You don't want to. Oh, <laughs> it's a mess. How's your day going this morning, Court? Oh, fine. Uh, you know, my daughter was late for school, essentially, anyhow. So I mean, it kind of got me off on a, on a bad foot because I was having to, like, shove her out the door to try and get her to school. So they canceled was... Drew's uh, school for Drew's kids today and like, yeah, oh. I heard you guys talking about that. Uh, there, there's no snow. We got no snow over here. No, no added snow. There's yeah, we a got a, like, like it's, it's crazy. Two blocks, three blocks away from my house, there was like three or four more inches yesterday afternoon and then it got cold overnight and it stayed there. And, and all froze and nothing, over. nothing at your house, right? Nothing at my house. Nothing. nothing at my house, but two, three blocks down, everybody got fucked. My brother thought I had a head injury because I'm like, dude, how's the snow over there? He's like, stop. All right, we're done with the snow. And I'm like, there are inches of snow here. I had to FaceTime him to believe it. Yeah. And he lives two blocks away. That's, That's so wild. crazy. Unless hey, it's just been pocketed. Hey, yeah. Court, do your daughters give you a lot of attitude? Um, no. I mean, not like serious attitude. Like, they'll they'll give me joking attitude. But if I tell them, if I'm serious about something, they will usually do it yeah. without giving too much attitude. My daughter's uh, definitely in attitude mode these days. She's oh, what, she was 15, 15 right? Yeah. Yeah. It's attitude o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday I was uh, going to give her and her friend a ride somewhere, and I just looked at her and I go, I get really tired of driving you around. And she just looked at me straight-faced and goes, you should have thought about that before you had kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, damn. That 100%, point. That's a fair point. Yeah, that 100% sounds like something I would have said. Uh, like, that's not my hey, problem. I didn't choose to be here. That's yeah. your fault, Dad. You thought about that before you had kids. Yeah. That's great. Just roll. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and your daughter is, uh, she's a, like, from what I understand, I've never met her, but yeah. she's very well behaved, but at the same time has no problem telling you what, yeah, what she, she thinks. She's her mom's child, without a doubt. She's like, very blunt. Both dude, your kids are very blunt and it has no, they have no yeah. problem telling you what's yeah, up. But they, uh, you say one thing against what she's trying to tell you. It's just attitudes. Yeah, just she's no fi- she's already, she's like nineteen in a fifteen year old's oh, body. It's insane. Well, is she pretty? Are they smart kids? I mean, everyone, every no. every parent was a rock. Every parent, <laughs> no, but, but really, but really, um, I mean, what's grades like? Like, what's college she perspectives gets, uh, like? like she, you know? she gets good grades. College isn't something like she's super excited about. So she hasn't quite decided if she's going to go to college or if she's going to get into like the hair and nails situation. Got it. Okay, so. Yeah, she's not wild about school or scholastics. You know, my mom never brought college up with me, and I really wish she did. My parents didn't either. My mom's like, she never... Because I think 
people from our generation, it was just expected. It's like you go to, or I mean, depending on what kind of family you grow up in, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just assumed that you don't go. But for me, I it think was it was like, expected. I just did. I think I had a plan to go. I just didn't. Yeah, it was not even a. I don't even remember it being an option. It's like okay, junior, senior year. Here are your college applications. Pick a few. Let's go. I think it, I definitely it. think it was an ex- expectation. Like yeah. You're going to college, right? I don't need to tell you. The pressure where I lived was so great. 98% of the people went to college, some of those community college, including me. But it was it's in the yearbook where you're going. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, in the back, oh, these people made it and these people didn't. Like, that's, that's a lot of yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. I just remember I was working at Z100 in my senior year of high school. And I wanted to do the radio, right? And I remember I was going to go to Mount Hood Community because they had a radio program. I don't think they've got one anymore. They realized it's a farce. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago where they finally got rid of it, though. Yeah. I want to say it went way longer than it should have, I think. They're still learning unreal to real. But I, I was going to go there, and Tommy Austin, Laura, who still works for the company, he was like a big guy. He's like a top 10 dude in the company or something. Yeah. Uh, he was working for this cluster at the time. Um, I... Uh, I remember I, I, I uh, he came into the studio one day and I was filling out my paperwork to go to school. Mm-hmm. And he told me, you're going to learn more here than you are going to be, than you Dude, are in school. That is 100% though. And be, yeah, be, before he had finished the sentence, I decided in my mind, I'm not going. Yeah. And, Saved a lot of money and, and time. And, and I just, like, I, I just hit the X on the fucking, on the, on the application and I just never went. And I know Laura went to broadcasting school, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, yeah, I, it was, the school wasn't a broadcasting school, but my major was in broadcasting. So I, I mean this in the nicest way. When people tell me that they have a broadcasting degree, it holds no water. No, right. I am one of two people in my graduating concentration that actually got a job. And that's why, doing... it's that you also have to be good at the job. Well, and you also have to be like, really committed to and getting, dedicated like and I moved to, my, for my first radio job I moved to West Virginia but I yeah I mean I moved to West Virginia for a part-time radio gig like yeah, yeah, and yeah. most people weren't willing to do that yeah and so I admire that the people like it's like the same thing with reporters the reporters who are willing to be poor as fuck for a long time and wear, and, and wear it for years and years and years those are the ones who usually get really good and make it to a San Francisco or a Seattle or a Los Angeles and that's where the money's at big cities because right. these guys we've got a friend who does or had a friend who did uh the news and Eugene, and she was her own camera person. Oh, she yeah. was the reporter, and she was also the editor. It's yeah. a violent job when yeah. you really get behind the scenes. And you know what she's doing now? She works for a school system. She's like uh, uh, one of the uh, like high up in the school uh, program in Medford or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I saw a guy who was the sportscaster there. He was he was bartending at a campus bar, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'll be honest with you, man, I make more in here than I ever did there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh That's my crazy. God. It's true. Because right. they're like, well, you're on TV, you should be, just be happy with that. Like, no, I also want to yeah. live and pay my bills and eat. And the guy's like, I'm 45, <laughs> and then you yourself. And then you've got yeah. guys like Rob Marciano that were here at KATU, and then they move on, go to the Weather Channel, and then they're like yeah. the, the national weatherman for CNN. He's on GMA now, yeah, Marciano. Now on, yeah, it's just crazy to go like... I remember you when you were a regional guy, and now you've like made massive. I wonder how much. Uh, how much you think he's got to make? Two at least, maybe three, four hundred thousand. Uh, he talks like he's rich, you know. Like his reports are like, yeah. oh man. If he's national, yeah, yeah, I guess I would half say, a million. I maybe. would say he's, he's just. He's second, second if he's national, vinegar, just swigging balls. If he's national, I say he's pushing a million. He could be. He's, he's probably the more. second in. Like so, there's like main lady, 
He's second, so he could be. I would say national those national dudes. Might be more than that. I would be surprised if he. I would be blown away if he were making. He probably does make a million. Uh, One point two million. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because 1.2. is that all he does? Is just to go on TV, or does he do other things like uh, you know? It's probably like internet stuff and right. and, and yeah. uh, reporting on the internet and uh, those radio, two, like you just said. Yeah. And those two main people, they run the whole team. So everyone, when when the hurricane teams out, they're sure. basically the guy behind the yeah. people. Colin Cowherd, he did pretty good for himself too. Came yeah. wasn't he at KGW came through here. and then she says I didn't realize oh, yeah. I forgot that yeah. he came from here too. So Bill O'Reilly even worked here yeah. for oh, a wow. while. Uh, but yeah, so I would think, but like Jeff Gianola, how much do you think he's making? I would say Jeff's making three, four hundred grand. That's how much I think because he's been Maybe in the market for so long. Him and Steve Dunn, I'd guess, are making close to a, probably yeah, what close do you, to a million. What I do you think? I, was, I bet they made more a few years ago. I, I bet as budgets have been cut, um, take much a pay like, cut. You know, everywhere else. Yeah, it, it, it was probably hey. Either you take less, or we have to let you go. And, but yeah. I bet back in the in the heyday, he was he was making. I he probably made five hundred thousand. That's what I'm thinking. Five hundred grand seems like a decent number for um, a Jeff Gianola. And I don't know how accurate this is. the The internet says he's worth between one to five million dollars. Uh-huh. Oh. Gianola or Dunn? Yeah, Gianola. Yeah, we had a guy that used to call the show. He used to work at this place in Salem that had access to everyone's pay. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, that oh, and that man. was like years ago, but yeah. he had all the info. Right when Drew, Drew first started, and he called us and told us how much money Lars Larson made. And I can't remember, oh, I, but it was like 300 plus grand, 350 plus grand a year. He's got that uh, syndication deal, though. So you know, Yeah, you get- so he's at that point, he's probably making four. I would say more than that, because with the TV, right? because I would assuming, I don't know that he had a full-time thing with Fox, but I think he was a contributor. And I think you get paid a little bit with that. Oh, absolutely. Well, think about when and then uh, his national shows and when syndication was syndication. Like you got paid basically another annual salary every market that you went to. So yeah. you, if you were in ten markets, you were making a considerable amount of money. How much do you think Jeff Ginola is making, Court? You think five hundred grand now? Now, um, I I bet two would two hundred would be my guess. I, mean, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Just a shot in the dark. I would be surprised to say, hey, we're paying you five hundred now. Can you take a two hundred fifty thousand dollar pay yeah, cut? No fucking lie. way. Yeah. I, I like I a friend of my a friend of mine who's making a shit ton of money in Miami took a forty thousand dollar pay cut. Mm-hmm. Yo. Uh, he's making like he was making like seven hundred grand. Well, right. yeah. think about how many co-hosts that uh, he has survived, Jeff Gianola. Yeah, like quite a few. Yeah, like he's just I absorbed their money. Four. I would assume. <laughs> well, that's, I, I'm wondering that. Like, if that, do you restructure as that happens, and the next person comes in, they make a little less, so you can continue to. Well, and nowadays, isn't it a, about your name recognition in terms of you know selling things? It's yeah. a big deal, and mm-hmm. everyone knows Jeff Giannola well, in this town. But they, I don't think he sells things. Uh, you know, they they usually protect anchors uh, from from that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they won't they do, endorsements do endorsements. And stuff. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I know I Anderson know. Cooper I, was on Stern talking about that. He says he can endorse things, but he has to get permission from CNN first. Yeah, because that messes yeah, yeah. with his credibility. Totally. Sure. And I think it's best, you know, like what Court just said, it's best that you don't endorse things clean. if you're a news guy. But I mean, they're going to have to make up for that because you know, if you know how this goes in radio, when they offer you a job, you're like, "Oh, the salary is not that great." And the first line they give you is, "But think of all the money you can make with endorsements." Yeah. So like, you have and to ratings bonuses. Yeah, I mean, it'll be great. So I mean, you'd think that uh, he's getting paid more just to oh, make yeah. up for that. Yeah. What revenue. about Ken Body? Ken Body to me seems like a two fifty, three hundred thousand a year guy. Ken Body's a morning guy, though. It doesn't call the but, mail. But morning is that's where the money's at. Not in TV. TV, that for sure. But hear me out. It's because people don't 
sit down like they do. That for doesn't the matter. Act. It's all about that name. You could tell me Good Morning America. I'm making a couple no, of million. Yeah, that's, but that's different. That, that's yeah, different. They're making but, good money. They're not in Eugene. Maybe but not. What I'm saying is, is they cut to Good Morning America. They aren't on all morning. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, 250 sounds about yeah, oh, right. Oh yeah, I'm not saying not 250, 250. but just not Gianola money. I'm no, yeah, 150. I, you think 150, I think for, 150 Ken for Ken Body? He's been in the town for a long 30, time, man. 40 years. Yeah, but I, just I think like this, the yeah, I, think the I can hear his seniority. voice when I say his name. Kumbari. He sounds like a Muppet baby. Oh, yeah. I can Bari. hear it. <laughs> we used to burn <laughs> smokes down at the coin tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just feel like, you know. Those names have recognition. Oh, yeah. I, Whatever. Well, Tracy Berry, she retired, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shut it down they, like a year or two I think ago. they forced her out. I, I think that's the, that's the thing. Is like they, they started pushing people out who had big contracts. Had the long term. Um, so either you take less money or you're you have to go. And I feel like and the- so and if you look at it, who is doing like who's anchoring the news now, there's a bunch of people that look like they're straight out of college. Because all you need is just somebody yeah. to sit there and read the And they'll take it they'll take the cheap pay cuts. Right on the They'll chin. take those cheap tickets. I don't yeah. feel like the, cheap uh, the shelf life on female anchors is as as long as male either. It's fucked up well, because they'll the get pregnant bullshit. and then, you know, they have to go, they'll go on maternity leave and then, then uh, some dickhead producer in the behind the scenes says, oh, you're dated and you're blown out yeah. now and yeah, they fire but I, uh, Yeah, but I, I mean, like, in terms of just, like, aging women as well. Well, it's the all they, the way through Hollywood and everything. I mean, yeah. Katy Perry's considered too old to be a pop star. And also, yeah. like, you know, if you're on TV, you don't want to disappear for nine months because then people yeah. forget about you. you yeah, know? but it, I mean, you're not going to disappear for nine months. Like, like yeah, you're going to take... But, like, I've heard of other things. People are such fucking dicks. Like, I've heard of women, <laughs> like, oh. pregnant... Um, newscasters or, or uh, meteorologists being called fat when they're pregnant. It's like, wow, she looks terrible. She's eight months pregnant. Like, no what excuse. are you going to do? It's just like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get Casey's it together. Keep, come on. Casey's coming to real. I like Whoa. it. Did you hear that? What was that? Did a piece uh, of spit. A piece of spit came out of my mouth and hit the punch button. It actually worked. It worked on that. Yeah. If I if I were pregnant and you said that to me, that's what would be happening. Lots of punches, but take it easy. You're pregnant. Yeah, yeah all right. Back you, off. Your water's gonna break. You don't Get off. Hurt me. the baby. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I think that's okay. it. Um. Okay. Well, tomorrow we've got more Nickelback tickets. Oh yeah, a couple more. Look at this phone. Okay. Every what? time, every time someone sings that, I just. Uh, envision the uh, music video in my mind yeah. where he like holds up the picture right mm-hmm. away. It's an American it is classic. the best moment in music video history. Let me hear you sing a little bit of Photograph Court. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it to a screeching. Home. All right, Case, well. it's you. Take us out. Look at this photograph. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Every yeah. time I do it makes me laugh. Something about what's on Jimmy's head. I want to be a rock star. <laughs> I like uh, I like that one. Hybrid, hybrid. Yeah. Like something in your mouth is a good one. Okay. Yeah. What? Easy. It's a good song. Oh, I'm inappropriate. You decide, <laughs> what, <laughs> you decide what items in the mouth. <laughs> well, what did I even Way say go, that was inappropriate? It could be a cucumber. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> it could be a cucumber. Uh, what about a cucumber? It could be a cucumber. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably what it is. You know, it always doesn't have to be dirty. Yeah, it's not always a deck. (laughs) You've been listening to Tanner and Drew's Donkey Show. Heard daily at 1059thebrew.com.